Hello, ladies and gentlemen, to another special episode of Jordan Mode. It is me, Jordan. I don't know how many times I have to say that, but hey, if you're new here, it's Jordan. So today I have an, uh, another special guest. Her name is Felicity. Felicity, welcome to Jordan Mode. How are you doing? Hi. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Just getting, uh, you know, my little kittens all over me right now. But other than that, I'm doing good. Awesome. Do I just call you Felicity? Is that your real name? Um, I mean, it's what I go by. Yeah, Felicity is cool. Okay, has anyone ever has anyone ever called you Feline? Yeah, I mean, that was like my full stage name when I was working primarily just in the adult industry. Um, but since then, I mean, I'm pretty much retired from that industry now except for utilizing only fans and shooting my own content um so now like on social media and my website and everything i just go by felicity like my handles are felicity fueled because i'm also a drummer and i work in music and um i work in nutrition and fitness so i like to go by felicity because it's a little bit more um just open you know rather than felicity feline when people start googling that you know they're gonna <laughs> go down a rabbit hole with my adult work. So I tried to just um, make it a little bit more simple and mainstream, you know, just by going by Felicity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now that you're retired and out of the industry, first of all, why do they call it the adult industry? Why not call it something else? I feel like you can misconstrue adult for many things. Because think of it like this, right? Why is sex considered adult? When, you know, violence, you, you, you play video games, you have, we have violence in video games, Would that, but that's like considered mature. So why not call it the mature industry? <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot of different names people could call it, right? Like they could just say porn industry. Um, but I feel like things have gone a little bit tricky as far as... Um, now that there's more creative things associated with the adult world, like uh, OnlyFans and, and sites where it gives like the creators more control, you know, like those type sites, it's both adult content and just regular content or whatever type content, you know? I mean, yeah, I agree. I think calling it the porn industry would probably be more specific, right? But um, calling it adult is mainly because it's for an audience that are supposed to be of a certain age bracket where they're it's, it's acceptable for them to be viewing hardcore pornography, you know, which personally, I think that they, I wish they had more regulation around it. Right. Like these tube sites should be asking for an ID like age verification because like these young kids shouldn't be looking at hardcore porn at like 12 years old. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like the wild west in that world. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really. It's a good question. I've never been asked that before. So yeah, there's, like there's more where that came from. Don't don't worry. Also, OK, the adult industry, right? Hardcore porn. Honestly, why? Why is it called porn? Like, that's such a strange word. Like. Porn. If you really think about it, it's like it's like poor. And porn. What's similar? Porn. 
Yeah, no, I know. I mean, it kind of rhymes with corn too, right? It's, it's, yeah. It's, there's some corny aspects to it. <laughs> yeah, corn hub. Yeah. You like corn? I don't, actually. I don't eat corn. Um, I don't eat any grains in general. So, no, I can't say I do. I liked corn on the cob when I was a kid, but and like my mom would make me husk the... I mean, take the husks off the corn. It was like a job every time, like we eat it. But (laughs) I I, I like, but it gets stuck in your teeth, and I don't know. It's kind of annoying. I just don't think it's that great for the human body. So I don't, I don't eat grains. But well, as an avid corn lover, I I have to disagree. Corn is a one. Okay, broccoli is also great. Wait, are you a cat person? Yeah. I've always loved cats. My favorite movie growing up as a kid was The Lion King. I used to pretend I was a lion all the time. I would just crawl around on the floor and meow. And I was very animated. But yeah, I love cats. I've had cats my whole life. I love dogs too. But I don't know, specifically felines. I've always felt very genuinely like intrigued and connected with. I, I think I was a cat in my past lives, definitely several times. But yeah. <laughs> and I have a lot of Leo in my birth chart, so there's a lot of Leo too going on astrologically in my life. So, yeah, what does I that love mean? That. What does the, being a Leo mean? Well, um, in astrology, my my grandma was an astrologist, so growing up, I was like force fed it. Uh, I was I was intrigued by it though, because it's kind of like a science when you break it down. But when you do someone's birth chart, it's basically the alignment of the planets when you were born. And each planet represents something specifically in your personality. And then you have a zodiac sign in each planet, right? So Mercury, for for example, is uh, the planet of communication. And so I have Leo in Mercury. So how I express myself is that of a Leo. Um, So Leo, if you look into that zodiac sign, a lot of the traits are, you know, they're they're proud, they're very loyal, they're very... Um, animated and full, they can be aggressive, you know, like just think of like a lioness or, you know, a lion, like what they would be like in nature and apply that to human psychology. You know, it's interesting. But um, when you look at someone's chart, it's very specific and it goes very into detail. So um, I have a lot of Leo qualities. So I just always felt there had to be somewhere in my psyche that my past lives kind of there was some connection there i don't know so yeah long story short i love cats <laughs> i want to open a uh an animal rescue center one day like more for felines like some type of adoption center um eventually i just don't know if that type of that type of business venture would be more like if it'd be profitable, you know, like something like that, or if it'd be something that like I'd do more for like charity, I don't know. But that's definitely like something I want to do eventually, and, like turn my Felicity Feline name into an actual physical construct, you know, rather than it just be like a name that I use for porn. But <laughs> yeah, you should <laughs> that, do a like goal. a cat cafe or something like that. Oh man, that'd be funny. Or like a, a feline babysitting, like a feline um, um, day daycare, like a you know, because everyone they bring their dogs to daycares, but you don't see like cat daycares a lot, you know. Which yeah. I think cats socialize, you know, like just drop your kitten off, drop your cat off for the day, and then go come pick it up. 
Um, so yeah, I definitely have some ideas related around cats. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, I have another question. You just reminded me. What's the correlation between cats and pussy? Oh man, I don't know. You know, um, I it's that's kind of always been weird to me, right? Like yeah. even just put cat, like it's like this perversion related with the name. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't really like. I don't. I, I I can't really give an explanation to that. You know, I mean, just somehow down the line, there's like some sexual connection or don't know yeah i mean have you seen puss in boots like that cat from trek yeah yeah he was cute cute in the movie i didn't watch that movie either but the word pussy just reminded me of puss in boots i've I've always never yeah. understood that like why is bitch dog like female dog why is pussy cat you know it's it's a weird wacky world we live in you know it is. I mean, it's just funny even too, like how words end up in urban dictionary or like now, like I think the word um, like sexting is now an actual word in the dictionary. You know, it's just like generations coming in and like the lingo that people come up with. It's it's they're now just words that people use on regular basis. I mean, I don't know. It's funny. It's just like that's just how the world is like as times change, you know. Well, on that note. Isn't that how language evolves and has come into existence? Like everyone, the English language, it had to be like, it like evolved over time. You know, it was created. Words are created. Banana, I have no idea why anyone named banana, banana, but it, it is just that. Speaking of banana, why do you wear one? Oh, I, I love, I love this question. So what do you think of when you look at me? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to say because, like, I don't, I don't, I haven't met you in person, you know, and, like, I don't, I don't know you other than this podcast, so, um, you just look like a guy that's wearing glasses and a banana, a banana suit that likes the podcast. <laughs> I mean. And that's solid. I don't know. Okay. So, I guess this is supposed to, okay, just, just based on that, off of that answer. Our brains are wired very differently, but I'll tell you what it should should do. It should motivate you. It should inspire you. It should, or it, it might not, you know, but it should be like, okay, this dude is dressed up as a banana. I could do anything with my life or, you know, some I mean, stupid shit. Essentially, sure. I mean, I guess that's like, I'm slightly desensitized, you know, because I've, I feel like because I've worked in a lot of industries and I've seen a lot of crazy shit, I'm just kind of like, okay, cool. He wants to wear a banana suit. Like, it doesn't really phase me. Like, it's kind of like just doing his thing, you know? I mean, I, I really, I'm the last person to judge people, you know? Um, so I just kind of go with it. Like, if someone wants to dress up and, you know what I mean? I'm like, cool. Like, if, if that makes them happy, then, like, who am I to say... You know, as long as like people aren't hurting each other or doing anything like destructive, you know, then cool. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, why do I have all these tattoos? Like, you know, I just, I don't know, because I want them, because I like them, you know? I mean, it, yeah. Why do I have a cat in my lap? Like, because I love cats, <laughs> you know? If you like cats so much, did you watch cats? 
No, I don't really like musicals, to be honest. Um, a good there's a few that I like, but I mean, I can appreciate them, right? Because, I mean, singing is, is difficult. Like, I give singers credit, a lot of credit. Um, there's a reason why I like playing drums. I mean, well, there's a lot of reasons why I like playing drums. But part of it is, like, when I'm playing a show, I like being in the back. <laughs> like I don't want to be I don't want to be the front row like I don't want to be the singer in the front you know mm-hmm. so um to have that attention on you and you know musicians are their their music ability is their voice like it's their body you know like I'm using a drum set I'm I have drumsticks like I'm using an external instrument like they're just using their body so I have a lot of respect for singers you know um so it's, it's a more intimate skill I guess cuz your throat's fucked it's it's gonna be pretty difficult to to do that but yeah, yeah. so no 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 i i get you yeah singing requires a lot of skill talent so you don't like being the one hogging all the attention you don't seem like an attention seeker not not directly so it's it's funny right because i've definitely put myself out there right to a degree um I don't mind having like being in the limelight, but it's it's more of when I want. Like like I'm the type of person if I've definitely been um I'm like a social butterfly and I wanna be, but I'm also kind of introverted. Like I spend a lot of time alone. Um I love spending time alone, like crafting my skills, you know. Um so there's a good balance there. But I'm also like the life of the party all the time where I'll show up somewhere and I'm wild and I'm the person like, yeah, let's take her clothes off and jump in the pool. You know, like I'm totally that person to get everyone riled up too. But then I'm also very calm and chill and I'm zer- I like to observe and just see what's up. Like it kind of just depends on the environment, the vibe, you know, um, I'm a bit of a chameleon. Like I can kind of go different roles and I'm very confident and comfortable with myself. So I, don't mind putting myself out there to the degree to be judged so but with drumming you know I definitely get a lot of attention when I'm playing drums but I I've never broken the ice with singing you know I I like singing I think it's really therapeutic um and I definitely sing by myself a lot but I don't have the confidence to get on stage and grab a microphone and sing because it's just it's not something I've spent the time getting comfortable with you know um it's just not really my thing like you know i'd rather be like utilizing an instrument and doing that rather than singing you know but um yeah so i mean it's just like in life i'm kind of like that where i can play the role of more of the quiet introverted observer i can also be like the totally dynamic life of the party you know so without there you go I don't really drink very much, to be honest. Um, I've never really been a drinker. Um, I love to party. I like other things. Uh, love psychedelics. Um, definitely would move. I've always would rather do psychedelics than drink, personally. Um, alcohol, I feel, I mean, I definitely have had fun on drinking, you know, but I get too wild, I think, sometimes. And I'm already kind of an open person. And, um, when I get too 
when I get too tipsy or drunk, sometimes I get a little too rowdy, you know, um, or I, I say probably too much to people and like, yeah, make them uncomfortable. I, I, you know what I mean? I don't need it. Like, I don't need alcohol to be comfortable. I feel like a lot of people drink alcohol as a social crutch because they're kind of uncomfortable with themselves. Do you do yoga? I do. Yeah. I'm a certified teacher. So I do. I teach a lot. And yeah, yoga is a big part of my, my life for sure. Helps okay. balance out my more aggressive side. So you're aggressive when you need to be. Yes, definitely. I mean, I was an athlete my whole life. I, I played professional soccer. Like I was on a pre-Olympic team up until college. Um, I played really competitive soccer. Um, I got burnt out. So my parents raised me like a little boy, you know, they were very competitive with me They were very hard on me, which was a good thing, you know, um, gave me a lot of drive, but I, um, yeah, I mean, even drumming, you know, I started drumming when I was in elementary school and I was a bit of a tomboy growing up. You know, I grew up riding dirt bikes. I got my motorcycle license when I got my car license. Like I was always doing very like male dominated things. And um, I loved hanging out with boys. Like I just, I felt like I could be more competitive with guys, you know? Um, yeah. There's a very masculine type of energy with, with drumming, um, especially the type of music I play. Like I do more heavy rock and metal. So I definitely can get a lot of my aggression out like through that. Um, but then when I was in college, I stopped playing. I quit soccer my first semester of college because I just, I, I hated it. It was too competitive. Like I, I wanted to have fun. You know, I was sick of like playing sports in such a competitive way. I wanted fitness to not feel like a chore anymore. Um, I started getting more into like dancing and yoga and just more like fluid, more natural type of exercise. And I fell in love with yoga during that time because I was always really flexible. Um, and it allowed me to incorporate my flexibility into something, but also it just made me really relaxed. Like I'm a very high energy person and like it allowed me to kind of step more into like my, my yin energy, you know, um, and embrace more of like my feminine qualities. Okay. Tell me if you agree with this statement. You are a guy trapped in a woman's body. I've kind of felt like that sometimes, for sure. Now, not so much. But, like, when I was a kid, I was really nerdy and gawky. I was a total late bloomer. Like, I didn't get my period till I was 18. Like, no kidding. Because I was so skinny. I had no curves. Um, I just, yeah, I was, like, very, very athletic. And I didn't care about a lot of girly stuff like I wanted to run around in the woods and play soccer and play drums and ride motorcycles it's like I wanted to do like adrenaline kind of physical things I definitely felt like more boyish when I was a kid I mean I didn't feel like a boy like I, I you know it's kind of hard to explain I just like didn't think about that type of stuff I just like was so focused on things that I love to do that I didn't really care about like makeup and that just kind of happens over time. Like 
because I was always cute. I was like a cute kid, but I wasn't, I didn't feel like feminine. Like I wasn't, you know, I, I wore like athletic clothes every day to school, you know, like, and I went to Catholic school to fifth grade. So I wore a uniform every day, like growing up when I was in um, elementary school. Then finally, like I begged my mom to put me in public school and she did. And I remember I didn't really give a fuck about like fashion because I was wearing a uniform every day, like growing up. So and I got like hand-me-downs from my brother and sister. So I just didn't give a, I didn't give a crap about stuff like that. And then, you know, in like high school, like finally started to get boobs and get more attention from guys like in that way. And I think I exploded a little bit. Like I got overwhelmed by all this like sexual energy and attention. And I started modeling a lot. Like by the time I got into college, I started webcamming. I danced at like strip clubs at one point. Um, And I realized I'm like, oh my God, I could use like this as a tool to make money. You know, like I could use my feminine sexuality as like a way to make income and that's kind of when I got involved in porn I was really young and I started getting offers and you know I was very overwhelmed with this like temptation I didn't really think about long-term consequences down the road um so yeah like I kind of fell into that world but definitely like earlier on in life I kind of felt like why am I such a tomboy you know but it it was just as like my my parents raised me to be that way. Like they were really tough on me and now I think it's a good thing because I am very comfortable like with men because I felt like I always was hanging out with guys. I was always like one of the guys, but I wasn't, you know? Like so <laughs> I mean, a lot of my close friends are men. Um but that's also too, you know, being a a female drummer a lot of um, my musician friends are males because it's like more of a yeah. male dominated, you know, especially in like metal. So yeah. sorry. No, no, no. Long, you long you answer, think you're but... one of the boys. That's nice. I mean, in a sense, right? I mean, I just, I, I really enjoy a lot of aspects about men. Um, like what? You know, I have a lot of, res- I, you know, I think when men are, really in touch with themselves especially like emotionally um they are very protective primal people and they get a bad rep a lot in society which is sad because like the men help us like the most men are 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 leaders and and they're protective and they take care of families and um you know that's when men are making the right decisions and whatnot so i mean like i have a lot of respect for men i'm definitely not like a feminist you know like i think there should be equal rights for everyone but i'm not like a type of person where i'm like men are bad you know even though i've worked in porn where there's been a lot of male dominated like hierarchy and shitty things about men but i do believe like there's a lot of great men out there you know that have made the world a better place um so I try not to be sexist about anything. You know, I just think there's there's really bad people and there's no matter what the gender is. Like there's a lot of terrible women. There's a lot of terrible men. So yeah. 
I mean, I, I respect men, especially because I've learned so much from men. I, I hate to say that, but like, there's been so many men in my life that have guided me um, and taught me so many valuable skills that a lot of like my mentors and leaders have been men. Like a lot of people that I've looked up to have been men. So um, yeah, that's kind of my perspective on, you know, that. No, I, I respect it. I respect it. Is it uh is it really male dominated in the industry? I'm just gonna start calling it mature industry because I think that's better. I mean, put it this way. Most of the consumers that watch porn are men, right? Um yeah. at like a biological level, I think it's because men are more visually stimulated, right? Um, than women. Um so a lot of producers, directors, owners of companies are men and they're creating content that are kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of based around the idea of like, what would men want, you know? Um, so when I say male dominated, I think it's, it's in that way that it's a more male dominated industry where men are the one making more of the executive choices and the women are more of the performers. I mean, there's definitely like successful performers, right? Very well-known male performers, but the women are the one that are providing most of the visual stimuli. Like they're the ones that people are more focused on. Um, so yeah. And then like, there's also just that whole like gender dynamic of like women, women are supposed to please men, right? Like, I don't want to get too deep into like social roles or, or anything, but and I don't want to offend anyone, but just based on like my experience, a lot of women, you know, like they work in porn and they're trying to please men, you know, like they're trying to do things to become more popular. And most of their fan base are males, you know, so that's kind of why I say that. Um, but okay. now definitely more companies owned by women, more female directors and producers, women are kind of stepping up more which is great, you know, like there should be equality in that world. But I feel like because it's just a lot of men are consuming porn, it's just that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever met a fan? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, okay, like I'm sure you know what like the AVN awards are or like just porn conventions or something, you know, I mean, those are literally yeah, mature. You know, those are literally events so the fans can come meet their porn stars like that they watch, you know. Those can be a little overwhelming. Like I haven't worked yeah. a long time. Um, you know, I went to AVNs a few times like in my early twenties. I'm thirty now. I just turned thirty. Um so when I was like twenty two, twenty three, twenty four, I went to them and they were fun, like in ways. But it was also a little creepy, you know, because like these people that <laughs> yeah, of course, watch like, and they're like, "Oh, I'm obsessed with you. I love you. You know, you're my favorite porn star." It's like, okay, like hi, like sure, I'll sign this. But like, I remember one time I was at um the Exotica Expo in New Jersey, and I was working with an agency at the time. I was at their booth. And this fan came up to me and he's like, oh, my God, Felicity, like, can I take a picture with you? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So we're taking the picture. And as 
the person's taking the picture, this guy like grabs my ass from behind, like and squeezes it like while the picture is getting taken. And I kind of like went off. Oh, he's like, well, you're a porn star. Like you, you don't mind that. And I looked at him. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like it was so, it was so rude. You know what I mean? And like, that really pissed me off. Um, but other than that, uh, whenever I've gotten like approached by people, which isn't that much. I mean, like, especially like in public, I mean, a lot of people I feel like are too shy to say something like, oh, I've seen you in porn. Like, they don't even want to admit it. Um, but yeah, there's definitely been times like people have approached me and not just for porn. Like, there's been people like, oh, I follow you on Instagram or, or Twitter and um, I love your drumming or whatever. Like, I'd rather people say that. But um, people are respectful. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? It's like, as long as they're treating me like a human being and respecting me as a person, like, hi, cool. Nice to meet you. Like, I'm very friendly, you know? Um, But if someone's rude or says something inappropriate, I will put them in their place so fast. I mean, like, I'm in, I'm from New York, like at the end of the day, I'm from Long Island. I'm from a strong Italian family. Like if someone talks shit to my face, like I will gladly talk shit back. Like I'm not afraid to stand up for myself. So, um, I haven't really had an issue, you know, like in public, like someone saying something I didn't like, you know? So, yeah. What did that fan look like? Was he, um, I, I just need a picture. He was fat and bald. Yeah. I even like, he was kind of like an attractive kid. It was like, no, he was. Sorry, not kid. It was like not an attractive guy my age, you know, because I was like 22 at the time, you know, he was some creepy ass fat bald dude that jerks off to me. And I'm like, you motherfucker, like you think you can just grab my ass like that? Kidding me? And like, I pushed him off me and I'm like, get the fuck out of here, dude. You know, and then like my agent was like, get out of here. And and the guy like scampered off, you know, but yeah, I mean, that was granted. That was like really the only time something like that happened, but it's it is weird sometimes, like the whole fan thing. Um, and it can be scary. I mean, I've had a stalker before. I had to file a restraining order before against someone. I won't go into too detail about that, but like, you know, once you put yourself out there in certain ways, you know, like you're subjecting yourself to like people getting obsessed or stalking you. I mean, it happens. Like, I can't even imagine like you know celebrities like how how they deal with that shit. I've never gotten that because I'm not like a fangirl type person. Like I've never been obsessed with actors or even musicians. Like I've never been like, oh my God, you know, like I've definitely gotten excited like meeting a famous person, but I've never been like obsessed with anyone that I didn't know. You know what I mean? Like I've been obsessed with my boyfriend, but I, I don't really get that, you know? Um, People are just wired differently, you know? Well, it's but, also, like, they they hold these celebrities to, like, they think they're almost gods because they, like, can do something really well. I think, like, if I were yeah. to rationalize this, like, like, I'm the same. I just think everyone's a, a regular person. Like, at the end of the day, you know, they, they're humans. So, and humans, if you're famous and you act like a snob, I mean... You're just being a dick. Like, we're all human at the end of the day. So I don't think anyone should, like, 
worship anyone or be intimidated by anyone either because everyone's like literally the same no totally i agree and i mean you know i don't want to name drop at all but like my early 20s i was you know dating people like i wasn't you know i wasn't like settling down i was dating some celebrities i saw some i saw some celebrities like when i say that mainly like musicians you know that were pretty famous musicians and I had experience like going on tour with some of these musicians and just seeing like what their life was like. And it kind of desensitized me a little bit, like, you know, after that period of time, because I realized I'm like, these are just normal people. Like, you know, like they're just normal people. They want to be treated like that. A lot of them don't really like the attention, you know, but they're just really good or they're in a position where they're able to showcase their talent in such a way that people go crazy and love what they do, you know? And so some people I feel like don't even like that limelight, you know, but they're just, it's just a byproduct of them being really good at something. Um, so yeah, yeah. I try to just be cool and calm, like whoever I'm talking to, you know, and it's just at the end of the day, like people just want to be respected. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's why it's like, it's, I've definitely seen some really disgusting things like working in the adult industry, just how like people are treated, you know, and, the creepiness that some people have, I mean, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it just kind of goes with the territory, you know, it's like sex is such a vulnerable thing. And, um, when people can see you getting railed out on the internet, like, <laughs> sorry, it's just like, a, it's just like a part of what the industry is about. Do you think that bald guy watches your podcast or like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> probably that guy that goes on my youtube channel and comments um on my drumming videos and says oh click uh stick to stick to sucking dick <laughs> i mean i've had some of those types of comments where people are like going on my channels like or social media going out of their way to comment on a video of me like playing drums and they'll say you know you suck like go fuck someone you know or like go stick to <laughs> i don't get offended i mean i'm like literally so i'm so desensitized when it comes to bullies i mean because every every insult you could imagine i've heard you know like that's a part really? of just working oh yeah i mean okay that's part of working you know like people love to make fun of you i mean i've had so many people make fun of my body make fun of my my tattoos, you know, uh, whatever. Like, I, I just don't care because I know these type of people are so miserable with themselves, like that they have to go out of their way to talk shit to me and try to bring me down. It's like, what does that say about yourself? Like, if you have to go on someone's social media and literally like try to trash them publicly, like with some ridiculous comment. So I, I, I don't even give a fuck. Like, I just delete it, block them. That's it. I don't engage. I don't even give them an ounce of my energy other than to delete the comment. Um, but yeah, that bald fat guy probably was so um, misogynistic and pissed off that he probably goes on my YouTube channel every now and then and writes like, oh, you suck. Like, dick to sucking dick, you know, and whatever. I, yeah. I don't care. Wow pretty sad if you're watching this fat bald guy please go outside change change your life um i know <laughs> <fucking> exactly. <laughs> i can't that's it's it's sad 
but I, I'm still going to laugh at it. It is sad, but like it's more sad that people are that miserable that they have to try to bring other people down like to their level. You know what I mean? Like that's what's really yeah. sad. It's just like, and then especially these people that live behind their keyboards, you know, and just can type, type, type whatever they want on the internet and think they're that they're anonymous and say all this nasty stuff to people. And it's like, right. okay, it sucks, but you're the one ultimately that has your own shit to deal with, you know, because I feel like successful, yeah. happy people, they're not wasting their time making fun of other people online. Like, I don't, it's like not even in my agenda ever to go on someone's social media and to write something shitty about them. Like, it's like, cause I don't think about doing that because like, I'm happy and I like my life. Why would I waste my time doing that? No, it's like the people that do that hate themselves, you know? So I just felt that anytime I see a negative comment, I'm like, oh, this guy probably is so miserable. He's got to waste his time doing this. Like, sorry for him, you know, but it's not worth my time. Really like is. getting mad like that, you know, really is. you don't think Elon's in your, uh, in your DMS, just being like, stick to sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> not even Elon. Let me tell you, he's got so much free time. He's going to go do that shit. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. But well, some of these people, they literally just live on the internet. It's crazy. Like they just type on their keyboard. They think they're anonymous because they're behind the keyboard. They they think it's it's not personal for them because you know you're just you're a screen to them. There's like no no like personal level, but it's crazy. Yeah, people will definitely insult you way harder, and it's more easy for them over the internet instead of like in like in your face or like even social media. I feel like I feel like the internet. The keyboard. There's something about that fucking keyboard, dude. I know. I mean, I'll, I can tell you firsthand. Um, like 21 years old, 21 or 20, 21, 22. Those first three years that I got involved in porn, I got bullied and harassed really terribly. Like from my people in my hometown. Um, I remember. I was in a band at the time on Long Island, where I'm from. It was like a funk band. And my bandmates, we were all very close. And I was doing something. And my one of my bandmates texted me. And he's like, hey, um, there's this Facebook thread going on. There, it's like all over Facebook. Um, there's hundreds of people on it. They're just making fun of you. And there's like a link to one of your porn videos in the thread. And I was like, oh, my God. And he sent me the link and I clicked it and there was hundreds. And when I say hundreds, like literally like seven, eight hundred people from my hometown that I knew that were talking shit about me, like on this thread. Like literally it was just making fun of me in every way possible, like making fun of my family, people putting links to like things it was crazy and i just remember i'm like oh my god and these are people like i knew and i i didn't cry i was like very you know what okay okay like people want to waste their time doing this and i just remember saying like 
you guys will all see down the road. I'm going to be living my life and I'm going to just keep being the rock star I am and fuck y'all. Like, you're like, that's basically what I said. And then um, I deleted my Facebook because fuck Facebook. Like, I asked them multiple times to take the thread down and they didn't care. Um, and I, you know, I had just a business page on Facebook after that, but I deleted my personal profile. And I remember shortly after that, I moved out to LA and I started my own life. But I remember after seeing that thread, I saw some of these people at a show, like my band had a show at a bar. Um, and these people came out to my show and I went up to them and like looked them dead in the face. And I'm like, you have something to say to me? And they're just like, oh, oh no, 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 no. And like, they like walked away and, and they left because they were so mortified that they talked shit behind their computer. And then I went up to their face and I'm like, you want to fucking say something to me? Oh, you think I'm a whore? Like, you think I'm a slut? You think I have gross boobs? You want to say that to my face? And they were so timid. I, I literally laughed. I'm like, these motherfuckers, like they think they're so bold behind their keyboard. And it's like, they had a profile, like it was then, like they weren't, it wasn't even like a fake profile account. So yeah, like I, I learned a lot about human psyche and how pathetic people are online. They can't say shit to someone in person. I've never had yeah. one of those motherfuckers say anything to my face in person, you know? And so never let it got to me. It's just like, I really learned who my true friends were, you know? Um, yeah. And then down the road years later like people see me hustling doing my thing out in LA like making a life for myself you know um these people ended up reaching out to me apologizing like down the road saying like I'm so sorry I talked shit about you like I hope you understand and I'm like no I don't understand but thank you for the apology and I hope that you've become a better person and you don't do this shit again you know but it's just people are pathetic you know, so I, I don't take it personally. It's just people are jealous or insecure. You know, they they see people doing things like living their life, not giving a shit. And, you know, they want to talk shit. But it is what it is. You know, you have to have a thick skin. Like if you want to put yourself right. out there. Oh, definitely. So, if you want to like if you want to be on the Internet, kind of need thick skin or you will not survive. You, you know, you have like, to. Exactly. I mean, like, yeah. Porn's one thing, like you're putting yourself naked out there on the internet, like doing intimate things, right? Like that's very vulnerable and you're going to get judged no matter what. So like a lot of, I've made a lot of videos on YouTube talking about like things you should be aware about before getting involved in porn, you know? Um, and I specifically talk about this where it's like, you have to have a thick skin because people are going to judge you for the rest of your life. Like once you get involved in porn and yeah. A lot of, especially young women, are are mentally or emotionally mature enough for it, and like they think it's like, oh, fast money, I'm gonna get rich and famous and blow up, and everyone's gonna love me because I'm hot. Like, no, it doesn't really work that way. Like, you're gonna get a lot of criticism, you're gonna get a lot of toxic people, you're gonna get a lot of people talking shit, and like you gotta be prepared for that. Um, and then, you know, 10 years from now, like, right, when I see a video of myself when I was 20 years old and I'm 30 now, you need to remember that it's going to be out on the Internet forever. Some people don't think yeah. about the long term. I've lost jobs because HR departments have did a background search on me and found that I've shot hardcore porn 
And um, they're like, sorry, you know, we're not comfortable with firing you. And it's been unfortunate, but like, I just kind of had to swallow it and be like, yeah, okay, I understand. Sorry, you know, sorry you feel that way. But, you know, there's certain like consequences that um, I don't think people think about. And like, I don't want to like demonize the decision if someone wants to work in porn, like, okay, if that's really what you want to do, okay. But just be prepared that it's going to come with consequences. It's going to come with side effects that are going to affect your life, you know? So, sorry, I don't mean to get, like, all heavy and stuff, but I feel very passionate. This is good. Welcome (laughs) to Jordan mode. This is your first day. Pretty much it. (laughs) No, I think it's important, though. Like, definitely, like, I feel like the porn industry is, like, it's, it's a decision that's not easily made. It's definitely you're putting yourself out there, you're showing a vulnerable side to you, and you're doing it for people to see, and people are, like, filming you doing it, and then you, you probably, you're just, like, do you ever feel awkward just in, in sets, or did you? Awkward in, in sets or sex? Sorry, I misunderstood. No, no, like, or- uh, in, yeah, I guess so, in the set, like, no, filming, not sex, or were there any awkward moments? I mean, okay, so I've always been a bit of an exhibitionist. I mean, even when I was a kid, I was like kind of wild and I was always just very animated and um, like very athletic, like very dynamic. Um, I loved being the leader, you know, like I was always the captain on my soccer team. Like, so I, I'm, and then being a musician, I loved playing concerts and playing shows. Like, so I'm a natural performer, right? Like I, I like, I work well under pressure. I'm not afraid of being on camera. Like I like people watching me, right? I feel Uh like I can perform well when people watch me. Um, so I've always been like that to a degree. So when I started shooting porn and, and, or even modeling, I was very comfortable being on camera that being said different sites different types of shoots i mean i've seen some pretty crazy shit i mean even like i'll give you an example a lot of porn companies um they'll rent out a mansion right like for the day and they just shoot a bunch of scenes in one day with different performers they'll knock out like 10 scenes in a day so sometimes like you show up on set and it's this really beautiful house and people are partying, they're fucking getting fucked up. And I mean, drugs and alcohol, it's pretty rampant, like in the porn industry, um, because it's kind of like really laid back. Some of it, they feel like you're shooting at a house, right? Because everyone is just like hanging out and you're waiting around for your scene. Um, I remember. This is pretty graphic, just FYI. Um, there was a girl shooting her first anal scene. and. The guy pulled out too fast because you have to remember like anal sex in a porn suit is a lot different than like having sex at home with your partner. Um, It's a lot more intense. It's a lot more rough. um, It's faster. It's harder, you know, and this guy pulled out this woman, her shit came out of her ass like and flew across the room and hit the PA. It hit like this woman's shit flew out of her asshole and like hit this guy. And I just remember I'm like, oh, like everyone was like, oh, 
my god and the woman i the, the girl felt so bad she was crying she like ran into the bathroom she was so embarrassed i mean understandably because that's kind of like a no-no like you know if you have an anal scene you prep before the scene like you're doing an enema i would do colonics before i would do an intense anal scene just to make sure i had nothing in my pipes you know like i would i wouldn't you know i'm like making sure there's nothing is going to come out like when i'm shooting a scene but sometimes like people don't think about that or they think they'll be fine um yeah i mean like i've seen some crazy shit on set like literally there's been awkward moments for sure and i mean i think like the biggest thing is imagine being naked having sex and there's a 4k camera like up in your face up in your penis and vagina just like getting every detail like so if you have a zit on your face or you know your pores are kind of big or you're sweating that 4k camera even if you're plastered in makeup it's gonna pick up every little detail in your fucking face and then like if you have a couple of ingrown hairs or some razor burn down there it's gonna pick all that up so sometimes like it get intimidating like if you're not a hundred percent confident it, it can be intimidating because then like you know that video is gonna come out and be on the internet and everyone's gonna see it like i remember talking about like hometown bullies my second video that I shot, I remember I shaved too early. Like I was, I got flown out to San Diego to shoot this scene and I shaved like the day of the scene and then, or two, or the night before. And they didn't actually end up shooting me till the next day. So, and like the next night. So my hair started to come in a little bit, you know, cause my hair grows fast. And I had a little bit of razor burn because like my skin was irritated from shaving and I got bullied so bad about some razor burn down there. And I just remember like looking at some people's comments like so mean about fucking razor burn. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like you haven't shaved your vagina or your penis before and have gotten some razor burn and you're going to like make fun of me like I'm some alien because I have a couple of red dots. It was ridiculous. And I mean, I've seen horrible razor burn on set where, or like I've seen people come to set with fucking herpes on their dick and and they're like, I'm like ready to shoot. And it's like, no, you're not. You have fucking herpes on your penis, you know, but they don't test for herpes in porn. It's not required because everyone has it. Like when you get tested every four is no, like they don't test for herpes one or two because literally Everyone has it. I mean, this is shit that people don't know about. But yeah, so I mean, I've literally like I've when I first moved to LA, I lived in a um, I lived in this mansion. I rented out a room. It was a porn house, like it was a porn set house. So they would shoot there occasionally, um, and I rented one of the rooms out. And the main guy, I won't mention names, but the main guy that lived there was a pretty popular male porn star and he was a good friend of mine i shot with him a few times and um he had the main master bedroom in the house and there was this big ass bathroom with like a dope jacuzzi tub in there and um it was a fun time living there for a period of time but then eventually it was like just too unhealthy of a lifestyle to like constantly be around all this drama and um i remember he used to call me felly and he's like, yo, Felly, like, come in here. I need you to look at something. And I walk into the bathroom 
and he's just sitting there like holding his dick and he's like you think this is noticeable he had a herpes outbreak on his penis and he's just like yeah like happened this morning but i have a shoot later i'm still gonna shoot and i looked at him and i'm like you have a herpes outbreak on your dick you're you think it's okay and he's like yeah well, I, I want the money and i'm like you want the money you're okay with okay the the camera is going to pick that up and then you're potentially going to give it to the to the female performer like are you fucking crazy i mean but he's like oh i think it's all right i'm like that's disgusting i was so disappointed and mad you know that he would allow this to happen i, I mean it was just yeah like not taking accountability like okay like People get chlamydia and gonorrhea and herpes all the time. Like, even though people are tested regularly, it's a 14-day window. So as long as you have a 14-day test, you're valid to shoot. Anything can happen in those 14 days. Like, people don't realize this. Like, so say, like, okay, Susie got tested on Monday, and then she has a shoot on Wednesday. But, oh, Monday night? After she got tested, she decides to have sex with with someone at her house, unprotected, and she gets gonorrhea from this guy. She still has a valid test, and then she shows up on Wednesday to shoot, and she shows the test. Hey, yeah, I got tested on Monday. Doesn't tell the person that she had unprotected sex Monday night, and then she has gonorrhea. She doesn't even know it. And then she shoots with this guy, gives him gonorrhea, and then he has a valid test, and he goes shoots with four different people within a week. He gives gonorrhea to four different people. Like literally that happens on a regular basis in porn. And it's insane. And like, you can't use your health insurance. You have to go through them 155 bucks every time you go paying out of pocket. It's like, if you do twice a month, which is what active performers have to do, that's like a car payment. I mean, it's insane. And, and like, there's no union protecting people. You know, it, it's like, it's so corrupt. Sorry. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to get, I'm going to go into a deep end talking about it, but like awkward's not even the word for it. I've seen crazy shit on set that like people don't even imagine happens in a porn set because they're just like so focused on just jerking off to a video. They have no idea what goes on behind those scenes. Like when filming, I mean, it's crazy, mm -hmm. you know, and it, right. people think, Oh, like, People in porn get tested. I mean, yeah, you do, but it's so unregulated and like, so it's the wild west, you know. So, yeah. Anyways, yes, I've seen a lot of stuff, um, you know, and I've definitely felt self conscious a lot of times. Um, I think, like for me, when I was in my early twenties, um, I was prone to breaking out more, like because of my diet. I I've worked in nutrition. I mean, I went to school for nutrition, right? So I'm very like aware about proper nutrition. Um, but in my early 20s, I was really convinced that raw veganism was like the best way to eat. And I was a raw vegan and I was about 20 pounds lighter than I am now and didn't have a menstrual cycle because I was so skinny, but I was so focused on looking skinny, like on camera, but my hormones were not balanced because I was not eating enough fat and I wasn't eating any animal protein. So I noticed like, you know, I would get more breakouts. I'd get more pimples and stuff on my skin. And, you know, I love my skin now because now I'm like mainly carnivore and I eat so much meat, 
which my body thrives on. Mm-hmm. But during that period of time, my early 20s, you know, I'd, I'd have phases once in a while where my hormones were like a little wacky and I would get breakouts. And I was always so self-conscious about pimples, you know, because like I said, that 4K camera, even though like, you know, most of the time you're getting your makeup done and they're covering stuff up, but you could still see like bumps or stuff, you know, it's just, it's really intimidating having a 4K camera shooting a sex scene. It's like, you don't need that much detail. Like, why do people want to see every pore in your face in a fucking porn video? I don't understand. Like, I don't understand why people think that's attractive, you know? And like, everyone uses filters for everything nowadays. But meanwhile, like, they're shooting 4K video in porn, you know? It, it, <laughs> it blows my mind. Blows my mind. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely like one thing I would get. Um, self-conscious about you know razor burn i started getting laser pretty much at like 22 so i barely ever had to shave because i used to be really self-conscious about getting razor burn that i was a little less worried about but i've seen i've seen producers send performers home because their razor burn was so bad and they're like sorry we can't like your razor burn's really nasty we can't film this so yeah i've seen some funny stuff there's people that watch porn on TV. You think about this? That's crazy. Like, that's a thing. I know. I mean, I people call me a hypocrite a lot because, okay, like, honestly, I'm not a consumer of porn. I've never been interested in watching porn. Um, I just made it. I just would make it. And I'd watch my own videos sometimes just to see, <laughs> like, what it looked like. But I have no interest in watching porn. Um, you know, I get why people do it. Um, I definitely think there's a lot of harm. There's more harm than good in the porn industry, for sure. And I think it destroys a lot of relationships. I think it makes people secretive and dishonest. I think it's creating a lot of people to become addicted and a lot of men to have erectile dysfunction because they watch so much porn that like they can't have a normal sexuality. Um, But I won't get too much into that, you know, I think, you know, if people use it as a tool and they're smart and aware and healthy about it, whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, the fact that it's like become so mainstream is very disturbing to me. I mean, even like I saw an article recently that Roku recently banned streaming porn um, because they started to realize like it's so unregulated that young kids can watch it like i mean it's disturbing to me that like all these tube sites put so much free porn out on the internet and like a kid that's 12 years old that has a cell phone or younger could literally like google anything they want and watch porn and like that's their first experience seeing sex and they could be watching you know deep throating abusive bdsm stuff that Someone that young shouldn't be watching, you know, it's, it's like, that's really disturbing. I think that they should regulate people. Like if they want to watch free porn on like a tube site, they should be, they should require the person to make an account, upload an ID that shows they're above 18 or 21. Hopefully they raise the age, but yeah, I mean like they should totally be regulating this more because like the the generations coming up, it's like these young kids are brought up on porn 
and they became they become so fixated and addicted to it um that's really disturbing to me you know i have to be careful what i say because i still i still have an only fans and i still you know make content for my only fans and whatnot so People call me a hypocrite, you know, and I talk too much like against it. But I really honestly think that there's so many unsafe uh, practices that are going on within porn and it's ruining our society, like really in a lot of ways. So, yeah, I think that's disturbing that like you can watch it on fucking television. Like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Um, Porn is it's a scary thing. And we're not even into the hardcore shit. We're not even talking about that. People like that fat bald guy. He's out there. He's still out there. Still watching. Porn. Yeah. And he's just typing on this keyboard. Yeah. It's just become so normalized. I mean, another thing, like I made YouTube videos about this. Um, I think that, you know, when I said like dishonesty, I think there's a lot of danger. Well, not, I don't want to say danger. I think there's a lot of sad aspects in relationships where, you know, and like say there's two people and I'm going to say the male because majority of the consumers are male, right? Say like, you know, the husband or the boyfriend is watching a lot of porn behind the girlfriend's back and she doesn't know about it. And the fact that like he has to keep it secret, I think is really disturbing, right? Because when you're like watching another person in a sexual way, you're fantasizing over this person. I think in a sense, like that's not being faithful, right? I mean, if you're going to, if you, if you want to do that and you're in a relationship, you should be able to tell your partner what you're doing, right? Like the people should be honest with each other and be like, you know, um, yeah, like I'm, I, I watch this and this and this when you're asleep or when you're not around, like, are you okay with that? If the partner is like, no, I'm not okay with that. Like, why do you need to do that? What are you watching? Like, if if you can't have uh, an adult conversation about what you're doing behind your partner's back, like, I think that's really disturbing, you know? And if like someone's in an honest, committed relationship, they should be able to disclose that, right? Because like when you're in a relationship, you're sharing your sexuality with the other person, you know? So they should know like what you're doing. They should know like what you're watching. And I've like made videos talking about this and oh my God, like the backlash that I got from men. It was so, so funny to me because like you could tell all these men that are doing that and are probably addicted to porn are the ones saying like, fuck you. Like I can watch whatever I want. I don't have to tell my partner what I'm doing. Like, you know, it's my eyes. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, and they're like, it's just fantasy. It's just, it's just, you know, it's just in my mind. And I'm like, yeah, but like you're training your mind to think that it's constantly okay to objectify women and look them, look at them in that way all the time. So like if you're constantly watching so much porn, then when you're out in public, you're going to be looking at women in a way more that you're like, oh, wow, like she looks like this and this from this video or like, I, oh, oh, oh you know, this woman behind the counter, I'm going to imagine like a, a sexual role play where I'm going to fuck her, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I just think it creates, it creates unhealthy, realistic scenarios for people to start. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I know what you mean. I know I, exactly what you mean. I, I think it definitely causes a lot more damage than people realize, like in a subconscious way. And like there's sites like, you know, um, your brain on porn.com. 
which shows like the neurological effects that watching so much porn does to people's brains. I mean, like the dopamine and serotonin increase that it has on the brain, that's science. Like that, that, that's not making it up. Like that's like literally science-based evidence that shows you're having neurological effects, long-term ones that are affecting your brain when you're watching too much porn or you're addicted to it or whatever it may be. So yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like, I'm very open how I speak about my opinions on porn, you know? Um, I'm like, I don't want to demonize it because especially like working in porn gave me leverage in a way, right? Like it helped me create a following and a bigger outreach to people. I've gotten certain fan bases from the adult industry, but I have seen and experienced a lot of things that have shown me it's, it's really a very, very unhealthy, corrupt industry. You know, there's gotta be a lot of change within it, um, to make the world a better place, you know? Um, anyways, we don't have to keep talking about that. I just, I feel, you know, I'm very about it and I'm trying to make a lot of changes with organizations and companies that will hopefully start making more regulations and whatnot. You know, I agree for the most part. I think, know what you said about porn being so damaging that some people don't even realize it it's i don't think they want to realize it like they're so (laughs) addicted to it that they literally just as you said they like they don't look at women like as people they literally look at them as like role play figures and shit because i mean i watched porn before not anymore because of what you said it's just it's damaging like i was so distracted like it that shit distracts you dude like like you can't you cannot focus on anything because you're the dopamine that rush is just it like drains you but like if you if you thanos snap that shit out of your life you're gonna become like a god you're you're gonna you're gonna be so focused you'll be like Especially men. People need to hear about it. You know? People need to hear about it, especially people like in their mom's basement looking at porn every day. I would say if you look at porn every day, you have an addiction. Okay. Let's let's just get that out there. All right. People don't like to talk about it, but I generally think just don't even watch porn. Like I'll I'll even go far as to say that. Okay. It's damaging. You'll live so much freer and calmer and maybe when you meet your favorite porn star uh you'll you'll just have a normal interaction you know if you're into that sort of stuff that's kind of crazy though meeting a porn star yeah i, I couldn't do that i would just i don't know it's crazy it's wild but yeah i mean especially like you said i mean and a lot of it, it men like young men I mean, you know biologically men have higher levels of testosterone and they're a bit more sometimes sexually prominent right like with their desires and you know they're more sometimes uh, turned on by visual stimuli like that i i can understand that but at the same time like you said it's so distracting and i mean you could compare it to like even drugs like how how it has an effect and hold on people you know i mean if men had the self-control to not engage in watching porn they'd have so much more free time they'd have more respect for themselves like and but the thing is society's normalized porn so much that they make it like oh 
everyone watches porn. Like it's like such a normal accepted thing to do, but yet it's still so taboo. Like people don't want to talk about what they do. They don't want to tell their partners what they do, you know? And like that, that's not okay. It's not, you know? And then like you have things like OnlyFans where even like celebrities are starting OnlyFans and like they're doing, you know, it's become like glamorized, like, oh, if you can make a living off of OnlyFans, you're, you're cool. You know, like all these young people, like they're losing their work ethic. They're getting lazy because they just want to be influencers. And, you know, a lot of these young girls are just like, oh, I'm hot. Like I can just make a living modeling and like posing naked on my OnlyFans, you know? And some people you can make a good living like that. Like I make a lot of good money off of my OnlyFans without having to do much. And so it's like a huge perk, right? It's it's hard for me to not do it because I have that option. But, you know, as another video I made, like talking about the idea of being a content creator where like you have to be aware of what it's doing to your life, you know, because a lot of people become so obsessed with like making content and it's taking away from their actual intimacy, like in their real life. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just like, it's a social experiment right now, having OnlyFans. Like, it's so new to society. We don't know what's going to happen in 10, 15 years. Like, what it's going to, the long-term effects it's going to have, like, on these generations coming up. You know, these kids that are raised on porn, raised on OnlyFans. Like, it's so normal. You know, I mean, it's wild. It's wild, yeah. you know? Yeah. Do you get simps? I mean, yes. Like, all, all the time, you know? Um, I, I, I hate the idea of that word and everything. It's funny, but, um, definitely, I mean, you get all types of people. I mean, every day I get messages from people, whether it's through email, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, I mean, all the time, like people commenting, asking for, you know, to send me uh, signed photos or whatever. I'm your biggest fan blah blah i want to be your your pay pig like and then you know people contact me to make custom videos and stuff too which i still do that you know because it's like a nice extra income sometimes but it's tough it's tough because like once you're in that world you kind of get stigmatized you know and this is another reason like things people shouldn't be aware about before they get in porn you're gonna be trapped in that industry kind of forever. I mean, even like, yeah, you can move on to other things, but that's always going to be a part of your life and it's going to be on the internet forever. So if you realize like, okay, you shoot porn for a couple of years and you're like, you know what? I want to be a lawyer. Like I want to go to law school or like, I want to be a doctor. I'm, I'm going to go back to school. You should also be prepared that if you're trying to get a law degree. There might be issues because you have a bunch of porn on the internet and they might not take you seriously. You know, I mean, yeah. like I said before, I've working in nutrition and like there's some health companies that didn't want to hire me because they saw like even through my legal name, they somehow traced Felicity Feline and could see all this hardcore porn. They're like, sorry, you know, we're just really not comfortable um, hiring you at this time. And I'm like, OK, even though like I don't actively shoot anymore. And they're like, yeah, sorry. It's just because it's out there. So awareness, you know, people need to be aware about this type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So why did you make an OnlyFans? Well, around 25, so I don't know, maybe five years ago or so, OnlyFans was like starting to become a thing. And 
around 25, I got my boobs done at that time. Like I got, I got implants and a boob lift. And you would think that after getting implants, then I would start shooting more. But I had a big change of heart during that time. I was kind of in, uh, I was in a relationship with someone um, that was a bit older than me and a lot more wiser than I am. And he was really trying to implement change in my life, like trying to tell me, look, you have so much more going for you. Um, I'll help you like get into a different direction you want to go in. You should be focusing more on music. You know, you should be focusing on nutrition and fitness, like things that you really care about. He's like, yes, you're beautiful. Like, you know, you're good at, you're good at porn. <laughs> like you're good at what you do, but is that how you want to be defined for the rest of your life? He's like, if you, he's like, if you keep shooting, I guarantee you'll, you'll get bigger. You'll get more famous in that world if you want. He's like, but I, I'm telling you, He's like, I don't think that you're going to be happy with yourself, like long term. So around that time, like I was really thinking about my future and I realized if I kept shooting porn, like for mainstream companies, the way I was doing it, sure, I might, I would have gotten a bigger following. I, I probably would have really blown up like in that world. Right. But I just didn't want to do it anymore because I realized like if, if I keep putting that type of content out there. People are going to solely see me in that way. It is true. It's like whatever, even on social media, like, right, on your Instagram, if every day you're posting videos of uh, you making pancakes, people are going to look at you as like, oh, that's the pancake person, you know, like they're going to identify you in that way because that's the type of content you're putting out. It's right. the same thing with adults. If I was constantly posting videos of me on set, like being like, Oh my God, look how hot I look, you know, like, ha, ha, ha. like I'm shooting for this and this today. Like if I kept shooting, putting content like that out, people were just always going to see me as like this porn star, this, this girl, right. That does porn. So I really started to focus more on drumming and I was becoming a better drummer during that time too. So my confidence was up. I was shooting more videos of me playing. I was playing more shows. And then, you know, I got a new certification to be a nutritionist. I got my yoga instructor certification. Um, and I started just honing more into that world. And I felt like my identity was shifting. Like I was less of a porn star and more of just an artist, an entrepreneur, you know, things like that, a musician. And that's what I wanted to be seen as, you know? So OnlyFans, to actually get to your question, OnlyFans was kind of this leverage, like this, this, um, kind of buffer that I had where I didn't have to rely on shooting with mainstream companies because yeah. Okay. Like it's, it is significant income when you're young and I could go shoot for a company and they're going to pay me 2000 bucks for a few hours, you know, like when you're used to making that money, like money in that way, where like, you don't have to sacrifice hours and hours and hours every day, like working at a, a job somewhere. Instead, you could just show up on set, shoot a video, be out in a few hours and make like the amount of money that some people spend weeks or, or days and days working for. Right. So OnlyFans was a way for me to make my own content, be in control of the content that I put out. And I was able to make a similar income from it. Then I was just shooting for companies that when I shoot for companies, I don't even own the content. 
they can do whatever they want with it. With my OnlyFans, like I can make my own content. And then if later down the road, I'm like, oh, I don't want this video up here anymore. I'm going to take it down. You know, so it was a way for me to still kind of utilize the adult world and make money from it, but being in control and not relying on outside companies to make a living from. Um, and as time has gone by, OnlyFans is getting more popular. I've been making more money off of it. You know, I'm not bawling like some of these people are making a million dollars a year. Like, I'm not doing that. I mean, but I'm doing well. Like, it's like I'm able to pay my bills and my rent. And, you know, it's nice because I don't have to do that much for it. But I consider like, okay, I, I put years and years of my time working in the adult industry, selling my soul for making videos for some of these companies, which I don't see a, a, a penny from in revenue or, or you know, residuals or, or royalties. Like I don't make any money from that. So at least it's like, okay, I'm able to make money off of OnlyFans because of working in porn. You know, like people from my fans from porn have kind of come over to my OnlyFans and I'm able to make a living from that. Right. So yeah. I justify like that's why I do OnlyFans, even though I'm like definitely not an advocate for porn. Um, but a lot of my OnlyFans, it's not like, you know, I won't get too into what I'm posting and stuff, but it's it's all stuff that I'd be doing anyway. It's like my personal kind of life where, you know, I do a lot of like silly day in the life stuff. I do not adult stuff on there too. Um, but then the videos, the adult stuff I have on there, it's like me and my boyfriend shooting things that we would be doing anyway. So it's just kind of like a more personal experience um, of someone's life. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind I of think, that. I think I understand. So I'm also a hypocrite because I don't like social media. So it's funny that I create content on social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's my contribution. <laughs> no, but I mean, I hear you. I have a love-hate relationship with social media. Um, several, oh, I mean, probably like four, four or five years ago, I lost my old Instagram at almost 200,000 followers. Um, and I worked really hard to build my Instagram up. Right. And I made a lot of funny videos. I, I made a lot of just like day in the life stuff. Yeah, I definitely posted a bit more like sexier stuff back then because a lot of times like I was on porn sets and I was filming like, you know, behind the scenes stuff. Right. So, yeah, it was definitely a little bit more explicit than some of the stuff I post now. But it was still like PG-13, like it wasn't, you know, nude or, or anything like that. but. Um, I posted a video with one of my old bands. Um, we made this kind of mock comedy video about men sending dick pics. And we thought it was hilarious. Like I, I was in a t-shirt and shorts, like nothing sexual. And we were basically like making fun of guys that think it's funny to send dick pics to girls, like in their DMs and stuff. And it was sarcasm. So like I was saying like, oh yeah, guys, you know how much I love getting those dick pics in my DMs. Like I love just opening up my messages and seeing a big, fat, hairy dick. Like, you know, I was just like saying shit like that. And I fucked up and I hashtagged dick pics in the video on Instagram. 
And I went to bed that night, like super excited about how funny it was going to be, how all the comments like people were going to write. And I woke up the next day and it said that um, my account had been revoked from Instagram for not following their community guidelines. And like my heart sank because I, I didn't know anyone at the time that worked for Instagram or like had connections. And it is so hard to get an Instagram back. Like you have to spend months messaging, 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 reporting a problem to even get them to pay attention to you. Like if you don't know anyone that works in Instagram. So I tried for months to get my account back and I couldn't. And I was so heartbroken for a long time because really I, I, I was making money off of my Instagram. Like I was getting paid, paid promotions, uh, you know, like companies were paying me to make posts and stuff. And suddenly all these companies were like, well, you're basically useless to us. You know, like you don't have your following anymore. And I was devastated because I mean, like really, it, it really fucks my life up. I even had friends that didn't even want to hang out with me anymore because they're like, oh, you don't have your yeah. Instagram. Like I was like, I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, really? You care that much about my following? Um, that was a big eye opener for me. And that was like really when I stepped back and was kind of looking at like my life and social media. And I thought to myself, when I die, they're not going to write how many followers I had on my gravestone. Like, does it really matter? You know what I mean? I mean, sure. If you get famous enough on social media where like you become this public figure and everyone knows you like from that, but it's so sad how much people have to identify themselves through social media. So. For a while, I didn't even have an Instagram. I was so angry about the whole thing. Finally, I realized like, okay, you know, I'm a musician. I work in entertainment. I am a content creator. So if I don't have an Instagram, I'm really like not helping myself. So I made another one private for a while and I just slowly kind of built it back up. And I mean, I'm at like maybe 32,000 now. It's been so hard to build it back up because I feel like I got blacklisted. But um or shadow band, sorry, shadow band. But yeah, social media, man, it fucking sucks. Because oh, it's yeah. like, you need yeah. it, right? Like, if you want to be, if you want to have a successful podcast, if you want to do certain things, you need social media, like as a way to reach people. But people are so consumed by it. It's disturbing. You know, so I try to have a healthy relationship with it. I look at it as like a tool. I go on, I try to schedule posts try to make it like, so it's good with the algorithms. Like, you know, I put in a little bit of time and effort into when I schedule my posts, but I'm very mindful. Oh, yeah. Like when I go on, I'm not scrolling. I'm not like trying to I'm not looking at all these other people's profile. I'm just kind of like, okay, post what I have to post. If I want to like check out a friend or someone's page, like, okay, it's for a reason. And then I'm logging off. Like I'm not going back on and spending my whole fucking day, like on Instagram, like some people do, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, mindfulness, social media is addictive. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm the same. Like once I post on Instagram, it's over. Donezo. Turn the phone off. I, I, I don't need, I can't see my phone. I can't look at my phone. I can't look at Instagram. It's gone. All right. Gone from my site. And then I move on with my day. That's, I have to do that. You have to force yourself to just do, accomplish the task at hand and then just throw that shit out. And then, I don't know, go outside. It's addicting. It's fucking addicting. And I've been there before. I've been one of those guys. We look at Instagram 
every five minutes, and it just sucks. Because it's like, you want that, that dopamine effect. You want that, like, that, um, that hit. It's like a drug. You're like, someone like my post? You know, it just keeps going over and over. And then... Totally. I mean, especially when you have a bit of a following and you're like, I know with me, when I make posts that are a little more sexy, like, you know, if I have a bathing suit on versus if I'm like in a shirt, (laughs) it sucks. But I know the video or picture of me in the bathing suit is going to do a lot better than me in a shirt, you know? And so I have to kind of like work around, okay, what's going to get more engagement because most of my fans are men and I have yeah. such a, Oh, it's like this. I feel like I have to sell my soul a little bit. Like, you know, if I really want more likes and more comments and it fucking sucks. I mean, with like my drum videos, if I drum in a sports bra versus like a t-shirt, it's going to do so much better if I'm drumming in a sports bra, you know? Cause like there's that sex appeal I, I hate it. I hate it. But like, it's just, you know, I've studied like my engagement, you know, and suppose I'm like aware of this and it's, um, yeah, it definitely is, is mentally exhausting, you know, to have to think about that stuff, especially like when you're already like, you know, you have an, you have a following and you're trying to build up more, you have to kind of think like engagement, engagement, what's going to really drive my followers, what's going to bring more attention. And yeah, it's a little bit, you're, you're definitely selling your soul to an extent in some ways. Yeah. You know, so. It really is though. You like, like you can't just post whatever you want. Yeah. You, you learn that even the, the time. Way. Yeah. Well, even like my bandmate on our, on our Instagram page, the band page, we, we have like barely any following on it. You know, like, cause it's like, I have fun. Like we have fun. We play shows, we write music, like we enjoy what we do. I'm not like expecting anything to blow up. Like, you know, we don't put that much effort into it. We just have an Instagram page. It has like maybe a thousand followers on it, but he's like, okay, I want to make a post tonight about, uh, I'm going to post the flyer for the show next week. And uh, I'm like, don't post it tonight. I was like, you can't post it at night. I was like, you have to post it in the beginning of the day. Like, and then there's certain times. And I, I, I used to have this app where it tell me the best times to post on each day. And I would literally be like, post this and this and this and this, like on this day, on this time. And he's like, okay. And the days where he actually followed my instruction, it got double the amount of likes and views versus like when he wanted to post at seven o'clock at night, Pacific standard time, you know? And <laughs> He's like, wow, you're right. It really makes a difference. And I'm like, no shit. Because like Instagram and these social medias, they literally have algorithms because they're trying to reach as many people as possible. They're trying to get all their viewers addicted. So they spend as much time scrolling, you know? I mean, it's like that movie, um, the uh, the social dilemma. I don't know if yeah. you've seen that, but you should yeah, watch yeah. it. Yeah, it's a great documentary. Social media, especially, oh man, like, I feel terrible for some of these kids growing up, like growing up with social media, like this way. I mean, I didn't start, I mean, I don't think I had an Instagram until college or something, you know, but these young kids are in middle school and elementary school and like they have Instagrams. It's crazy. Yeah. That's just, that's just wild. It's don't worry. It's, it's all gonna go downhill even more. Hey, do you want to have a rap battle? 
Oh man, putting me on the spot here. Um, you can answer answer I honestly. I, I mean, not really, but I mean, I don't know. How difficult is it? Like, what do you want to do? All right, it's not it's already over. You said around. not really, so we're not doing it. So it's it's good. It's good. You you made the wise decision, okay? Because I did this before to someone, and they said, "No, I don't really want to do it, but." You can still do it. And then I did it. And then they left the call. So <laughs> we're not doing that. All right. We, you said no. I'm going to honor that. All right. We're Gucci. Okay. Yeah. But um, usually I would just eat a banana at the end of this. Do you have any final thoughts or anything? You um, I mean, we talked a lot. I really appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah. Anytime you want to do it again, I'm down. When I have my podcast running again, um, it'd be nice to have you as a guest. So, yeah, thanks for having me on. I had fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe when you'll see me again, maybe I'll might not even have a soul left. So it was great. It was great fun talking. I had fun. I learned a lot about the industry, about the mature porn industry. Um, <laughs> thank you, that. everyone, for listening to this episode of Jordan Mode. And it, I am Jordan, and it, this is Felicity. We're signing out. See y'all on the next one.